0: I'm Michelle Abraham, the host. Join my family as we unleash your unique genius and find the connections you need to launch your adventure today. Join us and let's get amplified! Hello, hello, Amplify You family, Michelle Abraham, your host here today. I am super excited to bring you a Ask the Expert and Behind the Mic interview. We kind of combining the both of them in together with my amazing guest, Rhonda Williams. Hey, Rhonda, how are you? I'm fantastic, Michelle. So great to be here with you. Yeah, So glad you're here too. So Amplify You family, let me tell you a little bit more about Rhonda. Rhonda is an elite leadership coach. She specializes in emotional intelligence and strategy around emotional intelligence and women of color advancement strategists. So with past executive roles in healthcare, such as the chief nursing officer and hospital CEO, Rhonda has personally experienced the effects of overwhelming stress, I bet. <laughs> After a pair of dueling life crises. Mrs. Rhonda decided to stop the madness and today she is known as the stress-free leader and she helps leaders and entrepreneurs who feel there is simply not enough hours in the day to transition into stress-free leading. She also coaches women of color to prepare for and pursue executive leadership roles. This is the host. She's also... The host which is why we're doing behind the scene behind the mic and also ask the expert she is the host of the coffee with Rhonda show so Rhonda I'm so glad you're here and we're going to dive right in
1: wonderful Michelle I'm looking forward to it
0: awesome so let's start with the coffee with Rhonda show so tell us a little bit about the show how long you've had it for how you kind of have started it. what was the journey what was your vision for your show Yeah, so, I, you know, this story is always so
1: interesting for me. So the Coffee with Rhonda show uh, started about two and a half years ago, and um, I was in a position where I was doing all of my leadership stuff. But I wanted to start to have conversations with leaders where we could talk about things that were not always um, talked about particularly in the workspace, in the workplace, whether you're an entrepreneur, there are some things that we just sort of keep hidden. So that the vision behind the Coffee with Rhonda show is grab a cup of coffee or tea or water or whatever you got in your cup, and then come let your hair down, sit down around the table with a group of people, group of uh, leaders, and let's have a conversation. And so that's how the show started. Now, Michelle, when I started this show, I planned to only do it for like a month or so. I I think I told my um, co-hosts, I recruited some co-hosts, and I'm like, you guys do this with me. We're only going to do it for a few weeks. It'll be really fun.
0: At and that end, was how many years ago?
1: <laughs> because at the end of that time, my co-host and I said, well, guys, this has been awesome. Thank you so much. This is the end. And everybody said, why would you stop this? This is great. It's really amazing. And I was caught off guard because I was like, well, but I, have, I didn't have a plan, right? Because I only intended to do it for this short time. But with all the positive feedback, I thought, well, okay, if you guys want to keep going, I guess we'll keep going. And so, yes, we look back now and that was two and a half years ago. We've grown, we've evolved and it's a full production now. And so it's like super fun.
0: That's awesome. I imagine. How many co-hosts do you have?
1: I have two co-hosts that are regularly with me. Um, we call them, everything is a coffee theme. So we, they are my um, caffeinated co-hosts, Raj, uh-huh. Jones, yeah, Raj Jones and Marae Tulakima. And so together, we just have a really nice vibe. And then we bring on a special guest each show. So it changes the dynamic just a bit. And we get to dive into those leadership topics that we don't always talk about.
0: I think that's awesome. Having co-hosts is so much fun because it keeps the conversation uh, going if you've run into questions or if you, you know, everyone has a different perspective on things too, which is really cool. I was uh, in an interview uh, the other day and we were talking about how when you have a co-host, instead of like when it's a single host and a single guest, you're the guest, the job of the host is to elevate that guest and really like rise them up. But when you have other co-hosts, you're actually then on a more of a level playing field and you're having a conversation that it's a little bit different um and it's a great kind of feel because then uh, and what these guys were saying about how they loved having a co-host was that then it opened the door for conversations outside of that with this these experts and allowed them to bring on um bigger experts that then they felt like they're on even playing fields with which was really cool
1: yeah, I I think that's exactly right, Michelle. When you, what I tell my guests and when they're preparing to come on the show is this is a panel discussion. It is not an interview, right? Mm-hmm. So we are not interviewing you the way we would if I was having a one-on-one interview. I have done some special Coffee with Ronda's uh, shows where I have a one-on-one and I can just focus on that guest. Uh, but this is really more of a conversation and each t- each of us bring a different perspective Sometimes we agree to disagree, which can be also interesting um, because it's not just, it's not homogenous. We all have our own experiences and opinions, uh, but it makes for one of our core values. And I think this is important. So I know that your guests are into developing podcasts and growing their podcasts. One of the things that was important for us is to establish our core values right? What were the core values um, for the show? And one of those core values is for us to provide information, education, but also to have fun. So we laugh every show. Sometimes we laugh uncontrollably. Somebody will say something really crazy or super fun. And, and mind you, my show is live streaming, so it can, it can be a little bit crazy, but it's all in good fun.
0: That's awesome. I love that you guys have fun. Do you find it hard or difficult to manage the three hosts? You guys have a system in place so that you're not cutting off each other or jumping in? I think that was something that I would think of. That's a bit of a challenge when you have more than one host.
1: Yeah, it's been interesting. I've gotten better at it for sure. When I first started, it was probably a little bit clunkier, but now I think we have a really good flow. And a part of the way that we control that is that I am the facilitator. Right. So I'm bringing everyone's voice in. I don't let it go too long without any one person being, you know, having their voice heard. So we take turns. And then if someone has something to say or they want to respond to a point, they'll just say something like, oh, can I add a point here or I wanted to add? And then we give them that space to do that. But really, I facilitate the conversation um, so that all the voices are heard and people don't feel like they have to try to break in to be heard.
0: Mm, yeah, that's great. And then i competing over each other for their voice. Right. <laughs> I see. And also it doesn't make for a great listening experience for your listeners either. When you're you have a host competing over each other for, for the microphone. <laughs>
1: exactly. Exactly. It's it can be it can get a little awkward um if you have that kind of dynamic. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, we all also have um roles. So if you have a show with a co-host, I think talking to the team about what are the roles that we play. So I am the moderator and the facilitator. Um, uh, Marae is also another person who really also brings a really deep perspective. And she's had a lot of experience. She's a female engineer by background. And so she's been in male-dominated spaces. So she brings a great perspective. And then Roz also has her own business, but she also, it's incredibly funny and so and and she plays it and she contributes that to the discussion so we know that along with her great input she's going to contribute something funny and it just makes her a really cool dynamic so as you are thinking about bringing on co-hosts and that sort of thing I think it's really important to look at personalities what are their strengths what's each person going to contribute so that not everyone is sounding kind of the same
0: I love that. That's really great having roles or jobs within within the episode uh, for each of you. I think that's really fantastic. Like, sounds like you guys have really thought through uh, this kind of structure of it, and clearly it's working for you guys. And you've been doing this for a little while now, and it sounds like it's now a smooth running system. And it sounds like it's a fun thing for you to do, and it's like something you enjoy doing every week when you get together with your co-hosts. Do you guys find it difficult to find guests for your show or you find it pretty easy?
1: You know what? So far I've been really finding it pretty easy. I think the challenge and always with guests is those last minute hiccups, Mm -hmm. right? When you have schedules and for some reason, someone says at the last minute, oh, this came up and I can't join. Then all of a sudden it's kind of like, oh, oh my goodness, okay, got to rush because you also have the collaterals, right? The materials Mm -hmm. for this show and the assets to get prepared. So that can be a little bit challenging. Um, But for the most part, I've found that I am pretty active on social media, so I will just run across or meet somebody and I'm like, oh, you know what? You'd be a great guest for my show. Would you mind filling out the application? And then that gives me the rest of the information I need to completely be comfortable with that. But the other thing is I'm getting also a lot of requests to be on the show. And so then again, I have them complete the application. I don't have a lot of time for a bunch of one-on-ones. So my application process is really complete. And I'm glad that you brought that up because it does a lot of the work for me. I can look at a well-done application and say, you would be great for the show, or "Mm, I don't think this is a fit.
0: Right. Yeah. It's great to back. So you really, I mean, your show is your your, your baby, right? You really want to protect your audience and make sure you're bringing the right fit and the right value to your show so that your audience is getting something out of each show. And I love that the application process really helps with that. I find that I, that's something I need to add into my podcast because I am and forever just like meeting really cool people and inviting them on. <laughs> and so I haven't really had to have anyone like apply for my show or anything yet. Uh, I just love having amazing people like yourself on here. So, Rhonda, what's been the most impactful episode that you've recorded so far?
1: Wow, you know, that's a really great question. I think the most impactful episode is after the George Floyd situation first happened, um, we had a group come on to do a special episode. And uh, we got a group of Black men to join us on the show. So I think there were three Black men that joined, and then my two co-hosts and myself. And so there was a lot of folks on the show, and we were just talking about how we felt, uh, you know, about the situation. It was a really powerful show. So that was one, and I also had uh, did one just the week before where I had a, a lady guest on the show, and we were planning a completely different topic. But then when that happened, everyone was like, "Well, we can't really not talk about this. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a live show, and people are going to expect." current events, so we shifted to that, and that show was so incredibly powerful. It was real. It was authentic, and I left that show thinking, wow, I think that's one of the moments where I really knew the power of this platform and being able to bring authentic voices to important topics and conversations.
0: Mm, yeah, that's amazing, and that's an interesting point that you bring up too. With the difference between having a live show that's recorded live, um, and then you're gonna, you know, have it go on to the podcasting platforms afterwards, versus a pre-recorded show. When current events like that come up, you can't really ignore them. So, what was your strategy on that? You know, did you have any like, obviously, that something in the news happens, then you're recording your show. What does that look like behind the scenes in your show? Is that a call to the guest or like, okay, can we change up what we're going to talk about today? Do you discuss that ahead of time or you just see what happens when you get on the show together?
1: No, I do discuss it ahead of time because it's super important for me that I respect um, not only my guests, but my co hosts also, Mm -hmm. and, um, and say Hey, I, I, I. What do you think about this? When it first happened, I'll be honest. I didn't really want to talk about it. No. It was not on my radar. I was thinking, okay, I'm staying away from this topic because it's too emotional and too yeah. heavy. And then one of my co-hosts said, "Hey, are we gonna talk about this?" And I thought, oh, well, okay. <laughs> I guess I guess we could talk about it if you guys want to. That's another thing. Like my co-hosts and I. Um, We we are a partnership, right? We work together. And so, yes, it's called Coffee with Rhonda. But honestly, they are such an incredibly important part of this show. And uh, and that means a lot to me. So I value their opinion. And then I went to when they said they wanted to talk about it. I went to my guest and I said, are you okay if we shift the conversation? And she said, oh, yeah, I'd love to talk about this. So that gave us the opportunity. Um, And so, yeah, it's important to get everyone because you certainly never want to surprise anyone or make anyone uncomfortable in that way.
0: Right. And it's interesting at how having a platform like this really almost forced you to have those uncomfortable conversations that, you know, you weren't really wanting to have at that time, but have to because of this platform. Uh, That's interesting. Has that made you kind of uh, having this kind of platform made you go out of your comfort zone a little bit at times? It definitely has, Michelle, because I, I, (laughs) I never considered myself
1: really operating that in terms of my live show in that space. Mm-hmm. But, you know, once I did it, I started to understand that this is just a topic in life, just like all the other topics that you're talking about. So there's no need to shy away from them. Be clear that the expre- uh, the opinions you express are your own. And it doesn't mean that you're trying to convince the world of anything or make anyone else wrong and yourself right. It's just an opinion. And we're having a conversation just like we do about everything else. And that has been really, um, really. Really helpful in terms of me navigating this in my own head right, right. Uh, because it was it was a little challenging at first but once I did it then I was kind of like okay this is just a conversation and I don't need to make it I don't need to make it any more than that
0: yeah and especially I mean that seems like to to be like the best best way of doing that is really letting people know that's your opinion only and I love what you said that you're not trying to change anyone's opinion you're just expressing your own because I think there's so much um, so much going on in the world right now where People's opinions are being suppressed and, you know, not feeling like they can speak out on different topics. And I think, you know, those hard conversations are the ones that will eventually make a difference out there. So having those tough conversations are important. So that's great for you guys.
1: You know, Michelle, what what someone said to me, I was at a conference and one of the speakers said, you know, I think by avoiding hard conversations, we've sort of made things worse. Be- because it's sort of like being put in, in a dark room and allowed to grow and fester and no one really talk about it, and now all of a sudden, when it explodes, now we want to talk about it. where really we should be having difficult conversation all along. Why is oh, yeah, any subject? Absolutely. yeah, why is any subject tab- taboo? If we are all adults? And we can learn to manage our emotions, right? To my emotional intelligence background, Mm -hmm. and we can start to navigate and manage our own emotions and just listen to what's being said without judgment, whether or not you agree with it is okay, but just to hear the person and what they have to say. And um, as my, um, I have a mentor, Casey, he says, everyone is worthy of love and respect simply because they exist. Right. That's it. Period. You exist. You have an opinion. You're worthy of love and respect. What if we all came from that place? Wouldn't that be incredible?
0: What a game changer that would be. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. Amazing. I want to switch over to a little bit about your leadership skills and your emotional intelligence and you're a leadership coaching coach and you really you're focusing on the stress free leadership. And it's interesting that like, you're giving your background. I can imagine being the chief of nursing, the chief nursing officer and a hospital CEO. That is not a stress-free environment. So <laughs> uh, tell us a little bit about like how the stress-free leader came about and uh, what's your hope for, you know, really inspiring the world with stress-free leading?
1: Yeah, you know, it's so interesting. So when I was in those environments, um, I looked at the models around me to be my guide and to learn to navigate, right? Cause you're not born that way. You're just, you're growing up in an organization and you're looking around going, oh, okay, this is how it's done. Well, what I learned was that I should give 150% of myself. I should go, go, go 24 seven and never stop, never turn off. And that made me a great leader. So when I was in those environments that's exactly what I was doing. It wasn't until I stepped away that I thought, Holy cow, this is all wrong. (laughs) (laughs) This is not right. There has to be a better way. And one of the reasons I stepped away is because I said, I'm not happy this is not making me happy and I don't really want to do this work if I'm not going to be able to be happy. And I made that decision and I think everyone thought I was a little bit crazy when I made that decision, but I really did. I said, I, this is not making me happy and I have to figure out what's going to make me happy. So when I stepped away, I realized that the overwhelming stress that I was accepting in my life um, was not a good thing. It was not healthy for me. Um, I was not emotionally well. It was the ramifications and effects on my family, my physical health and all of that. Um, it just wasn't worth the price. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I really began my journey to say, no one taught me how to leave and not carry that type of stress. Mm-hmm. And that's where I got really passionate about the work that I do coaching with leaders. It took some time to evolve into the stress-free part, but here's where I've always been from day one. I want to help leaders um, transition from the life they live to the life they love. That has always been my mantra. And leaders will look at me and say, what are you talking about? Like, I'm just trying to survive here, right? I'm just trying to get from day to day. And even for entrepreneurs, as you're building your business, you're building your podcast, all of the work that you're doing, don't lose yourself in the process. I know we've got to grind and we've got to do the work. But there has to be space for you because one of our greatest sources of toxicity comes from within. And we're doing it to ourselves with a a level of stress that we carry and that we say is acceptable. You know, when cortisol happens in your body and it's the stress hormone (laughs) and it floods your body because it's thinking, oh, stress, fight or flight, let me get ready. Let me pump all this cortisol into the body. We are now living with that heightened amount of cortisol in the system. And that's not normal. It affects blood pressure. It affects how your blood sugar is managed. It affects your immune system. It affects your GI system. Everything is affected by this cortisol. So we have to learn that we do not have to carry overwhelming amounts of stress and nor should we.
0: And do you find that female leaders carry more stress than the their male counterparts like because we tend to as females be a little bit more emotionally attached do you think do you have you found that in your in your work i have
1: and and, and it's for a lot of reasons number one um we are nurture we tend to be very nurturing mm-hmm. uh, we want to, things to be perfect we want everyone to like us right and we are looking for this external validation consistently um, and because sometimes our confidence is not always where it should be, uh, even given all of our amazing accomplishments, we're sometimes still not confident in ourselves and our abilities. So, constantly looking externally um, puts us in a position where we keep those elevated stress levels. And I do find that women carry that differently than men. Now, we're all emotional creatures at our core, um, but we express that differently men will walk away a little bit easier and go, I'm just not dealing with this. And we look at them and go, well, what do you mean? You have to deal with it right now. Let's talk about it, right? Instead of (laughs) (laughs)
0: yeah,
1: think about it, go over it 20 times and then let's talk about it again, where the perspective that the men have sometimes is one that we should be um, taking a look at, right? When they say, I'm leaving this alone right now. I, I, I don't wanna deal with this right now. You know what, we should be saying, okay, it's probably healthy for them, right? Let them have the space that they need. Yeah, that's so
0: smart. Yeah, yeah, there's definitely some things that we can learn as women. Um, but I was thinking that, you know, as our podcasters are listening here, they're growing teams, they're, they're, they're entrepreneurs already, And what are some tips for leaders that are new leaders to really start off on the right foot so that they're not taking on all this stress and making themselves go grind? Like, you know, I love this new, there's a new trend out there that's all about dropping the grind and hustle and being in the flow. So tell us a little bit more about that and how that's possible for new leaders starting out.
1: Absolutely. You know, I'm actually working on the book and this was inspired by my show, Coffee with Rhonda. The book is called um, Leadership Above the Grind. Hmm. Right. And I'm working on a whole uh, leadership methodology for that um, because there is this thing where we've been in the grind. And I hear people say, oh, I'm on my grind. Like that's a positive thing. And I'm like, uh yeah, not, not so much for me, but, um, but what I recommend to leaders who are really engaging in this level of building and growing in your own organization um, or with others is um, to, I, I have a strategy that I call five C's to stress-free, right? Five C's to stress-free. And for a new leader, if you can implement this and execute this, then you have a really great opportunity to create your life as you are creating your business so that they are harmonious, right? Work-life integration or work-life harmony is an important thing. So the first C um, I I will share is called clarity. And it's probably the most important one. What do you want your personal time, your personal life, and your business time and life to look like? you got to make that decision. It doesn't just happen accidentally. So (laughs) if you're not defining it, someone else will define it for you, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to get clear on where you're going and what you want things to look like as you are heading there. So that's the first thing. And then once you define that, then the next C is building up your self-confidence in order to execute that, to make that happen, right? And, And there's a lot of strategies that I give leaders about ways that you can grow your confidence, I say confidence is an internal renewable resource, right? You always have plenty of it. you just got to bring it to the surface. And the next C is choices. So now if you know what you want your life to look like, you've built up your confidence to execute this. How do you make the choices day in and day out to make sure that this is happening? Because it's really all about choice. If you decide to work on your new podcast show from 7 a.m. till midnight, That's a choice that you made. And you might say, well, I have to do that. It's a choice that you made, right? (laughs) So however you frame it, it's still a choice that you made. So thinking about the choices that you make to create that life that you want. And then the fourth C is communication. Communication is not only external, verbal, and nonverbal, but it's also head talk. It's also quieting your inner critic, right? And that self-noise that says you can't do it or that says to you, you have to work your fingers to the bone, otherwise this won't happen, right? That voice is wrong. It doesn't have to work that way. And then the fifth C and the final C is once you set all of that out, it is then your responsibility to be consistent with it. Without consistency, it all falls apart. So I would offer that to your listeners as they are growing their podcast, their business, getting their teams on to be really clear about the five C's.
0: Mm, I love those five C's. Those are great frameworks. So the five C's to stress free, and I think that's so cool. And the first, I my mind started wandering on the first one because I was like, oh yeah, I'm like if you don't if you don't have that clarity of what your what you want your schedule to look like, or even you know I've been fighting with my calendar today. I was like, how do I put so many appointments in here? I'm like, you know, this why do I have so many here? And you know if you are if you are thinking about your calendar or your you know what you how what you created the work schedule and you're like wait a second I went in here being an entrepreneur because I wanted more freedom and time but I actually do not I have less of that now than if I work nine to five uh so hang on a second here how do I go back to why I went to do this in the first place and get a little bit more and I think that you hit it right there with the first c is getting clarity about what do you want because if you don't know what you want all of a sudden your calendar is full of all these appointments and opportunities and you're like awesome but now I'm like in a job again and here I am 40 hours a week later and yeah. uh, one thing I'm definitely learning in business entrepreneurship is the systems will help make you have the freedom <laughs>
1: <And> absolutely so, <laughs> Michelle. it's so important what you just stated because I would look at my schedule and then get upset I'm like look at this this today is going to be awful and then I'm like oh wait a minute I made this schedule right i I oh, made it. This. <laughs> <laughs> so,
0: yeah.
1: so it, but if you're really clear about your boundaries, for instance, what time do you want to wrap up in the evening? Do you want to work till midnight every night? And I want to just say this to everyone. If you're in the midst of that grind and it makes you, if it's a little scary to think, oh my gosh, I can't not do this. Start small one day a week or two days a week. Can you say, Two days a week, I'm going to cut everything off at 7 p.m. And I'm going to spend time with my family, my loved ones, by the swimming pool, reading a book, whatever that is. But you have to begin to start defining those boundaries and getting clear.
0: Yeah, amazing. I'm going into uh, next week, the last four days that my kids are in school for the summer. And no child's care or support during the summer other than just my husband and I working from home so I was just we were talking about this last night and we we're like hey what's our schedule gonna be like when the kids are off because we kind of got to be there and I'm like oh, yeah, I'm tired of working all summer we live on the lake and I'm like i want to spend all day in the office anyways so I'm challenged myself to fit my work schedule into 6 a.m to 11 a.m Monday to Friday so I'm gonna see if I can do that which is why I have so many appointments today I had to remind myself that <laughs> yes I have a lot of appointments today but it's because I've just finished recording two months worth of podcast interviews so I don't need to record any over the summer so that was what I was trying to do and I had to remind myself when I looked at my calendar this morning what the heck (laughs) and not to mention that podcasting is my favorite thing to do in my business anyways so it's it's an enjoyable long day (laughs) get to talk to amazing people Yeah.
1: yeah that's really good because you know what you just described it's not a sacrifice it's a choice Mm-hmm. You are making choices because you see the big picture, and only you can see that. And that's an important point. As you define your clarity, that's from your vantage point. Don't expect everyone else to know it or understand it or even like it, but they don't need to. You have to know what the big picture is that you're going for.
0: Yeah, I love that so much. So great. Uh, Those are those five C's. I think we need to be written on some walls and uh, followed after because I think they're so great. So, Rhonda, I know before we started, you mentioned you have a gift for our audience. So tell us a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have um, a free ebook that talks about stress and the different ways that we show up in stress. So I would love to offer for your audience to have a copy of that free ebook. It's called Five C's to, um, no, Five Types of Stressed Out Leaders, right? And How to Be Stress-Free. So you want to look and identify. What I love about it is for each type that we identify, we then identify strategies, Right. Mm-hmm. That can help you if you're that type of, of stress leader. So they can go to stressfreeleaders.com, stressfreeleaders.com for a copy of that free ebook.
0: Awesome. Well, we'll put that in the show notes as well. So you guys make sure you go check it out. I think that's the one thing like people love finding out about themselves. So that's a really great, that's a really great lead magnet just on the business side of things. And like, such a great idea is so people love finding out, well, what type are they? And then they can take that and and figure out the strategies that work with them. I think that's fantastic. So cool. I'm going to go check it out as well. You guys, Rhonda, thank you so much for being with us. You've been such a great guest. We've learned so much. You've given so much value. So I really appreciate you being here with us today
1: oh thank you so much for having me Michelle it was my pleasure to be here
0: you're welcome all right amplify you make sure you go check out Rhonda's face free gift for you it sounds amazing you get to figure out what kind of leader you are and strategies for you to be less stressed out and I think that's really important as we are all starting to build teams and have uh, more responsibility in our businesses as our businesses grow so Amplify You family, remember your uniqueness is your genius. Uh, Make sure you go out there in the world. And uh, we, we can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks, Rhonda. Thank you. Bye. Bye.